eyes are turning red Man, why did I do that? I'm getting nervous sweats God, why did I do that? Fuck, man, why did I do that? Hello and welcome to Why Did I Do That? A show where I get a lovely guest to come on and make them share an embarrassing story about themselves because I'm a prick. But this time it's different because I have two guests who get to... I was going to say shower me in prickness, but that doesn't sound right, does it? No, no, that's exactly what I'm And this to do. prick is for you. <laughs> uh, it's only bloody Addy and Alex from the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. How are you, boys? Not the sentence I wanted to start with, I'll be honest. <laughs> this prick is for you. You sounded like a terrible syllable. I just... Uh... Like the, the, sh- the, the sheet? What's it called? The barrier? The sheet. Back up the villain date. from uh, Casino Royale. The chief pulls back <laughs> and to the back there like this prick is for you. But, I mean, that was the entirety of Blind Date. It was like which of these three pricks sounds like the least prickish, and they choose the most prickish. I remember, right? Um, remember? Are you about to say the same thing I'm about from to the say office when, when uh, no, Ricky Gervais, like, his David Brent character, is doing a blind date thing at a club, uh-huh. um, and he's going up against Bubble from Big Brother. If you remember Bubble. He I wore a he wore a hat that had the rim all the way around it, like in um like Perry from Kevin and Perry Go Large. Yeah, yeah. Or a bucket hat. Yeah, yeah. You know the one. Yeah. You know the one. Cool kids who all remember Kevin and Perry Go Large. Yeah, like a kangaroo bucket festival, hat. It's that person that's the one who will offer you cat. <laughs> Wouldn't know. Never tried it. I'm always full. <laughs> I'm full from my lunch. I couldn't possibly handle any cat night now. I'm stuffed. Thank you, sir. I am full. No, that, that could be the name of your autobiography. No, thanks. I'm full. The, the Alex Hudson Guide on How Not to Take Narcotics. Um, what I'm going to say is I do remember an episode of Blind Date where the lady chose a very ugly man and was visibly disappointed <laughs> to the point where I thought she was going to refuse to walk off. The That's a lot of Blind Date, though. A lot of Blind Date was just, oh no, why have I done this? And they're, they have to go on the holiday. Yeah, together. and the thing is, it shames them, but it only sh- it shames the one they've chosen because then they're like, oh, I wish I'd have chosen number three. And then he's like, yeah, I'll get a date out of this when I get when she gets back from Tenerife with. <laughs> Clive <laughs> and then Clive's just there looking forlorn because he knows that it's going to be fully dressed so <laughs> sleeping together in a call back to uh, the last episode I was on <laughs> separate single beds um, how, are, how are you sorry Kelly? one other thing I was going to say just to derail your podcast even more I've just realised it's going to get very dark in here during the oh, podcast we've done it again haven't we we haven't switched oh. on a light oh. it's too far away now Oh, no. Sorry, what, what if you can get up and go turn the light on? It's fine. It's going to be too much noise. Don't worry. It's okay. gonna, let, we'll just descend into darkness. <laughs> um, so for anyone who hasn't heard this show before... <laughs> Sorry. It's not normally like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, um, I'm going to start this off by asking Andy and Alex a few questions so we can get to know them a bit better. Um, if you want to get to know them even better than these questions, go back and listen to episode 8, which they were both on, which is great. You get uh, to know me yes. awfully well. <laughs> yes. And uh, we're going to do things a little bit differently. So basically how it's going to work is we're going to do the questions for both of these guys. And then Alex is going to tell his story. And then next week we'll come back. Or in two weeks time we'll come back. And Andy's going to tell his story straight into the story. No questions. Boom. Straight to the point. Does that sound good with you guys still? 
Yeah. What if I turned I mean, around now and went no? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd what, hastily what write five questions. <laughs> I would hastily write five questions that are even worse than the ones that I spent time preparing. Okay, you shouldn't have told us you prepared these. <laughs> we will judge them. Uh, okay, are you guys ready to to start? Of course. Do you have any more blind date tangents you want to go on? <laughs> I don't know I what did. you're thinking because we are professional to the point <laughs> of it being annoying. I did want to talk about surprise, surprise. <laughs> Go for it, the Holly, Willi- Holly Willoughby classic. I mean, it was still a black first time round. That just shows how young you are. <laughs> no, I, oh, I knew that really. Oh, good, good. Okay, good. Right. I, I threw up a little bit in my mouth. I was, I was so upset that <laughs> maybe, you know, whatever age you are, I can't remember. You told me earlier, but <laughs> I don't know if you don't want that being outed on the I've podcast. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm the age that Taylor Swift sung about. Ah, 1952. <laughs> How Harry Styles broke her heart. Yeah. That's um, how old you So are. did she have a thing with Harry Styles? She yes. had a thing with a lot of people. Yeah, Taylor Taylor But she's allowed to. She's a young, free... Well, I remember Taylor Lautner because they're in the film Valentine's Day together and their whole shtick is that they're two Taylors. Uh, obviously, the characters in the film Valentine's Day aren't is Taylors. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal was also one of hers. She's the he's the one she wrote. We will never ever ever get back together about. Is it? Yes, but, that's but that's why Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a handsome know. man. He's a very handsome. They're all handsome men. Yeah, they all. That's the one thing. Yeah. They have sex men. with all of them. Oh, we're back. Skype cut out. This is how I'm getting us back into it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Taylor Swift's had a little boyfriend. <laughs> Good, for yeah. Good for her. You know what? Twenty first century woman making a way for herself. Good for her. Yeah, if I, if yeah, I, exactly. Taylor Swift, yeah. I'd, I'd have sex with whoever I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can, and also, if, you know what? If you can, do it. Exactly. Mm. And anyway, the old Taylor is dead now, so who knows? Ah, but the new Taylor is also dead because her new song is like a return to her previous now stuff, right? Now she's all right? pop again. Her now she's doing... Oh, has she gone back to the country days of love Not stuff? that... No, she's not no, she's gone back to that, now. that one. She's, but she's now doing Yuri. pop again, happy pop, rather than look what you made me do and I'm a mean, mean mother. <laughs> Does that mean that Taylor will finally be able to answer the phone? Because she... I keep ringing. <laughs> no, no. She's broken up with you, <laughs> oh no! You, you are every song she's ever going to write about from now on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> claim to fame. Right, are you guys ready for your first question? Of course. Yes. Is it, is it about Taylor Swift? Uh, no, unfortunately, it's about something different. Right. <laughs> so, um, this is the first question. Uh, who is your king or queen of Westeros? But please, no spoilers, because I've 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 dropped off years ago, and I'm starting to rewatch it. I'm on like series two. Of Game of Thrones we're talking about, if you're not sure. Who do you want to end up on the Iron Throne of Game of Thrones? Well, this is a bit awkward, because I'm like proper up to date, so I know who is and isn't still around. And I've got an answer in my head already, so I'll let you go first. Who would I want to win it? Yeah, who do you want to? Out of anyone, they don't have to still be alive. My my guy's not still alive. Okay, so you're going to go Littlefinger, aren't you? No. Luigi. (laughs) Mario. (laughs) I think he'd be a good king. Yeah. Unfortunately, his death in season four was really when the show started yeah. to lose traction for me. It was unfortunate because, really, you could have had a king who was wise, fair, and jumped higher a little bit more than Mario. <laughs> and plus, he's a plumber. He could have brought sewage to all these cities. It would have yeah, done absolutely. miraculous things for the whole country. Winterfell would have been oh, clean. It would have been toasty fell. <laughs> 
Is that is that in series two I, or four or wherever you are? I can't remember. Well, when, when I don't want to ruin it for you, so I don't want to tell you who dies or not. But uh, Luigi definitely is dead. No, I've watched up to like season four before, okay. or maybe season five, but then I dropped off, and now I'm like, I'm going to start again from the start, so I kind of know what happens. Yeah, and I'm not really fussed about spoilers. I don't really, I don't really care that much. I'm just. I, mean, I, feel, anyway. I feel like you you gave up your right to have spoiler issues when you decided to stop watching <laughs> your four, four years ago. Right. Yeah. Know, yeah. <laughs> Andy, who are you going for? I don't know why. The only name I've got in my head is Godzilla. <laughs> um, for real, though, from the show, mine would be The oh. Hound. Or Brock. No, I like The Hound. Mm, is he like the one Bron. who says the, the funny stuff? Yes. Yeah, I like The Hound. I like Bronn. Okay. I like Bronn I feel, I feel Bronn should never get that throne. But also, I like to imagine everyone kills each other and then he just kind of waddles up to the throne room, sits down and goes, Bronn's house. <laughs> I've got this. I wanted the king to be Renly because he's just a nice boy. Uh, that dream was dashed in like the second season. Yeah, that's the one I watched last night. Was when he got killed, and I was like, he would have been the best one. You know are who, so far behind. I don't know yeah. who that kid is. I'm sure Maybe, he's great. Oh no, you probably didn't watch that. No, no. I've seen sporadic episodes and full seasons, but not all of them. Andrew Lincoln's Rick Grimes. <laughs> That's why he left The Walking Dead to go sit on the throne of Westeros. Oh, spoiler alert, Charlie. Uh, Andrew Lincoln leaves The Walking Dead. <laughs> Doesn't die, though. Mm. Does he not? No, I, I only been, I stopped watching Walking Dead like two seasons ago, but Barney gets helicoptered like out. Yeah, he just helicopters out and goes, it was safe all along, motherfuckers. <laughs> it was all a virtual reality dream. It was, was all a prank, podcast? and then he gets out his camera and he's like, like and subscribe, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Are uh, you ready for the second question? Yes. Yes. Which is objectively the best Pokemon? Oh, no. This is a question for Andy. Oh, no. <laughs> I there's feel. So, there's so many. Because uh, I, I, I think you've got one that is your favourite, but you may not think is the best. My favourite is probably Gyarados. Mm-hmm. But the best is Charmander. <laughs> no, Charmander's my favourite, I feel. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I would oh, have. Oh, God, I'm having a favorite. crisis. <laughs> I, I can name different ones for different reasons. Um, who is the worst? Like <laughs> that's the worst. Well, no one wanted Bulbasaur, did they? No. Like, do you know any kid who started with Bulbasaur? And if you did, did they become a, psych- um, a sociopath? <laughs> you became a gardener. <laughs> <laughs> like Alan Titchmarsh definitely started with Bulbasaur. <laughs> no, especially even he chose Charmander because he wanted to watch it all burn. <laughs> What, what did you like? Hitmonlee is my absolute favourite Pokemon of all time. He does a lot of kicking. No, he's just cool. <laughs> and yeah, also high jump kick. <laughs> high jump kick is, was... Right, did you get to mate, the point where... Level 100 Hitmonlee, high that... jump kick. Ugh, Gary's got no chance. I think we've realised that Alex just likes things that can jump slightly higher than average. <laughs> yeah, high jump kick, Luigi, <laughs> all that good stuff. Did you, right? Then when you got to the dojo... Luigi's cooler than Mario, though, guys. <laughs> Did you ever pick Hitmonchan? No. And was it because he was hacksy? In the sense that you could teach him, like, different types of moves, so he was... No, 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 my, that wasn't my issue. My issue was, if it's Hitmonlee it or it's Hitmonchan, then it's Hitmonlee. <laughs> Hitmonchan never entered the discussion, to the point where... I was He's like, got boxing gloves! He's a Pokemon that was born with gloves for fists. <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine that. I don't want to get involved in whatever shit he's yes, got to talk he about. He can't open a bottle of Coke. 
<laughs> but boxing glove fists. But he can quieten down anything just by putting his hands on it. <laughs> He's good at like earmuffs. Yeah. People being loud around a small child. Yeah. If, if someone say and swears in front of Charmander, you can just <laughs> earmuffs. <laughs> um, if we're gonna go with who is objectively the best, Centrant from <laughs> Gold and Silver. No. What the little ferret thing? No, because that was furret. <laughs> Centrant was the prevolution yeah, of yeah. furret. It was flat. Looked like that. Yeah. He had a long tail, yeah. and it was like a circle on top of it, and he just like fucking waddled around. <laughs> Do you know what I liked? Miltank. Miltank for rollout. <laughs> yes, great, had, great move. Only Pokemon that can learn rollout, and yeah. basically the creators just went, could put a cow in it, I suppose. Yeah, and, <laughs> right. And then it was like, oh, what was one of its special moves? It drank its own milk <laughs> in a sort of tribute to uh, Daniel Day Lewis in There Will Be Blood. It drank its milkshake. <laughs> Miltank is objectively the best Pokemon. Mm, we answered go. the question. Thank yeah. you. Are you ready I'd, for the next question? I fucking love a Miltank. <laughs> Use Rollout. Either that or Zigzagoon. Best name, apart from Pseudo Woodle. Pseudo Woodle. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Are you ready for the next question? Sorry if we did really like it. Yes. Oh, it's fine. Please like, feel free. My, my potential future, like, I pitched the idea for a Pokemon based podcast eight, like, ages ago. Um, and I just never created it. But I'm like, I really think I should do something. You definitely this stupid should. Pokemon knowledge that I have in my head. It's one of the 900 podcasts that I've thought about that have just never been made. Uh, are you ready for the next question? Of course. So as as we all know, Dinosaur Man Nerdcast is where you go for not just movie news and reviews, but also the world-famous gaming news. Oh, no. <laughs> so my third question to you is, what is the most exciting piece of gaming news that you've... That I've ever broken That you've on reported channel. on, yeah. Well, I would say that it was probably the fact that Diablo Immortals fucking fans' backlash against their bullshit game was nonsense, and that all gamers are basically idiots. I think I may have referred to gamers as entitled moron. <laughs> Um, so, that is a bold stance for a, predomin- for a predominantly gaming-based podcast. Um, hang on, predominantly <laughs> no, gaming-based podcast. I said this podcast. at the time. Right, I I have often brought up the fact that everyone says, "Oh, well, we get our gaming news from Dinosaur Man Nerdcast exclusively," and I'm thinking, why? We are not qualified. I certainly am not qualified. The last game I enjoyed was Sim City. At least you played Alien. Alien Isolation was great and still is and will always be great. That, uh, you know what? That's my favourite piece of gaming news. I didn't get to break it because I never found out about it until it was too late, but that came out and that was good. Um, my favourite was the week that you decided to abandon gaming news and just talk about the cryptocurrency we created called Chode Quest <laughs> for about 15 minutes. Yeah, and then there was the other one where I did Quench Munch. <laughs> I think that was just an introduction. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah, same as Loot Crate, the crate uh, where you actually get loots. Yeah. Well, um, what, what you might get from this, listeners, is our podcast. It's a lot of fun, but probably too much nonsense. Probably doesn't fit into the category of if you're, if you're, gaming news. It probably doesn't fit into the category of comedy. <laughs> it is what I would say annoying. And if you're thinking, where can I get a really concise roundup, you know, straight to the point, but also really in-depth, coverage of gaming news, movie news, and reviews, find any other podcast other than ours. 
you're not doing a good job of selling Even if it. they don't mention that they do film reviews, <laughs> they're probably going to get to the film review sooner than we do. <laughs> but yeah, Quen- um, Chode Quest is my favourite. Okay. Uh, um, Alien favorite. Isolation or Rivet King. Favourite cryptocurrency as well is Chode Quest. Mm. <laughs> Are you ready for the fourth question? Also, Luigi Jump Time. <laughs> is yes, that another I crypto? I, oh, well, could be. <laughs> uh, I, I am ready for the fourth question, though. Okay, right, so Andy, I'm going to ask this to you first, and then afterwards oh, no. I'm going to ask the same question to Alex, okay? I'll pretend that I don't hear it first time. Okay. I'm like uh, Mr. and Mrs. That yeah, it show. is, yeah. I've featured a lot of game shows. So, um, I don't think Blind Date was a game show. Sorry. <laughs> Andy, what is the most annoying thing that Alex does? <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy do, it. Where do I begin? <laughs> oh, the most annoying thing you do. But I like every aspect of you. You're my favourite person. Aww, isn't that cute? It's You're so cute life. when you lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel I'm put on the spot. I'm panicking. I want you to be honest with me. Oh, I'm going to be honest with you. Do you have an answer, Alex? Do you want to go first? Oh, I got an answer. Oh, go for it. <laughs> All right. So every week, it'll be like, oh, I'm very tired when we get to record the podcast as if it's like the first time he's ever like oh I've never been tired for a podcast before and then he'll get all giggly and flighty and he'll start going on all these flights of fancy but this is before we start recording you make this sound like this is a podcast specific time fine okay any moment of any day where he says that he's tired (laughs) he'll then like he'll He'll invent lyrics to songs that he likes, but he likes his lyrics more than me. And he'll somehow loosely tie them into the fact that either he's tired or that he's singing to me and that he's, like, serenading me. What was the TV show I created the other day? I don't know. Oh, but it was real good. It made me laugh real hard. Was it the one that we were talking about last night? You made me laugh a lot last night. You made me cry. Oh, so here's one that wasn't annoying. It was actually very funny. Um, what was I the... don't know how he got onto it, but I started doing the PlayStation startup noises. Yeah, yeah. So he did a he did an attempt at a PlayStation startup noise that was I, I would say fifty percent accurate. Wom. <laughs> and uh, that made me cry for a long time. Actually, I was I was in actual tears of laughter. Uh, so the the most annoying thing that he does is clearly. He gets too tired to record or too tired to do anything or complains about it. Refuses to go to bed. But what he does instead is he just stays up and sings to you about things that he's invented. (laughs) Well, your most annoying thing is sometimes you decide to go to bed at a reasonable hour and it means I have to talk to myself. That's literally what my girlfriend is like to me. I'm like, I have work in the morning. It's midnight. I really need to go to bed. And she's like... But why? You can stay up to 3am and just be tired. You are my Charlie girlfriend. <laughs> you, Charlie. Wait, hang on. I don't know who's... You, you're, you're a bad guy, Andy, sometimes. <laughs> I do actually it. think about this. I think when you're in those moods and I go to bed at, say, 10, 30, 11 o'clock <laughs> and, and you are just sat left on your own, yeah. I wonder what happens. <laughs> Not a lot. I imagine it's like Phineas and Ferb when their parents go out for the day. I have never seen that. I watched it a lot in Spain. Okay, how was it? Basically, the premise of the show is that they're on their summer holidays and their parents work and they have to fill the time. 
And so they would just do things like build a giant maze and then every time it's just destroyed before their parents get home. And also there's a subplot where their pet platypus is a, a secret spy. And he's like the best spy in the world. And their cool. sister hates them or something. Yeah, and the spy platypus has to stop the evil the evil Doctor Doofenshmirtz from taking over the tri-state area. That is his name. I would Charlie. genuinely love to. Disney Channel was Podcast one of the and few, Ferb. Um, That's what I would call it. English language channels I had in Spain. Right. Um Oh, I was hoping it'd be Spanish language I watched, and right. you would have learned what the Spanish for Phineas was. I watched a lot of Phineas and Ferb. I watched lots of Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, what a great show. I watched, a lot, of, I watched a lot of Criminal Minds. That wasn't on Disney Channel, but that was in English. <laughs> yes, I know you did. I watched a lot of... Football. I've now watched some episodes of Criminal Minds with you. I don't understand why you watched it. It's so good. Just so good. I think I would rather watch Wizards of Waverly Place and I've never seen an episode. <laughs> you would definitely Fit much rather future. watch Wizards of Waverly Place. You heathen! In Charlie one episode, so. she tricks a dinner lady into giving her information by saying that she'll give for her a left-handed mashed potato scoop. And when she gives it to her, the lunch yeah. lady says, usually people just get me an ice cream scoop, but I can tell that this is a left-handed mashed potato scoop. And then Selena Gomez walks away and says very sassily, that was just an ice cream scoop. Oh, she always had... She you know got them. She's a fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Selena. That wasn't even in the script. That was just her being a cunt on set. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, is that all of the questions or is there one more? There's one more. Are you ready one for more. it? Okay. What I'm is your favourite Shakespeare play and why? Uh, time time of Athens. Athens. <laughs> yes! Best friends forever club. <laughs> I've never even heard of that one. What's that one about? So, the reason Time of Athens is our favourite is because first year of university, we studied a thing called Shakespeare in Space. <laughs> Shakespeare in the space. In the space. In the space. Not Shakespeare in space. <laughs> which was I was thinking... big error because we didn't see the the. <laughs> right, and it was we all both about... thought it was going to be like Leprechaun 4 in space, but Shakespeare was the Leprechaun. <laughs> it, was, it was all about how, um, how to basically perform How to present Shakespeare in different it... spaces. And the play that was studied in that was Timon of Athens. A play that literally nobody, no one has heard of. And I remember... Everyone got a first in that yeah. because I don't think the lecturer knew what he was doing. No, we but got rated 80, I think. I also got to use Soldier Boy in a serious Shakespeare piece Yeah, as a soldier walks towards the stage because I knew he would buzz off that shit. Yeah, yeah. Of bringing Do something music and weird for the sake of being weird. Also, so he had this big thing of... Um, Write, when you write your essay, present it so it's really presentable and kind of present your essay. So I just wrote a standard essay and then I basically used paint to get a picture of William Shakespeare and put him in outer space. <laughs> and that's all I did. And I got it first for it. Very nice. And- when, I, when I was in year 11 finishing off my drama GCSE, we did Romeo and Juliet abridged version and we put in the Harlem Shake because it was at the time when the Harlem Shake was a thing. We put in a lightsaber fight and a Mexican standoff. Isn't it worrying that the Harlem Shake came, it was like a thing, I think, after we left uni? <laughs> That's how old we are compared to Charlie. That's only like, like five years. You say oh, that. Oh, God. Um, my second favourite Shakespeare mm. 
is Macbeth. Okay. And this is oh, because yeah. it has another story For attached real, to it. Yeah. When we were at college... I think I've still got the scar from this, by the way. <laughs> when we were at college, we were, uh, had to... One of our modules was Shakespeare. And we were in a bigger group and they wanted to do a fellow or something. Twelfth night. Uh, Twelfth night. And we were like, nah, nah, let's not do this. So us two and one of our mates was like, is there a freehand of Shakespeare? And we went, we could just do Macbeth and just do like the bits that we care, we care about. It was a 15 minute piece and it was a 10 minute sword fight. <laughs> And the other five minutes was a monologue by Alex as the porter, which he cut down by about a good 75% on the night. I'd say that it went from being three minutes of it to maybe 30 seconds. (laughs) You're like, here's a knock and indeed. Oh, look, there he is. It's old Macbeth. Um, Ring the alarm bells. And the thing is, everyone was taking it so seriously in our thing. And basically, all we did is we found out one of the guys taught had replica swords, taught sword fighting. It had chainmail, so we were like, we want the chainmail, we want the replica swords. He was so excited to help us because he was like, finally, (laughs) he was so excited. Yeah, like he's like, fine. He was like the sound techie guy, and he's like, finally, they've accepted me into the drama. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, my chainmail comes in handy. And yeah, so he always brings where... it in and then just leaves it in the corner. And he just looks over at it sadly every <laughs> like half an hour, kicking it with his foot towards you. <laughs> like you could use this in theatre and education. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a bit where you go off as the porter, mm. me and Come back on. having a fight, and then you run back on as a different guy, but definitely dressed as soldier the one, soldier Literally boy, if you will, die straight away. <laughs> And then I think you come in as Soldier 2 later on yeah. and die again. Yeah, I sort of shuffle off the stage after being dead and then come back in from another direction so you know that I'm a different guy. Yeah. I definitely got hit in the face and should have died, but it was just like, there was a, there was a second pause yeah. where we went, let's just continue. Let's not, let's not have this as the time Macbeth actually kills Macduff. <laughs> and I had the best Scottish accent, but I definitely can't do. Oh, God. <laughs> so that's the second best very nice oh thank you guys for answering those questions so yeah if, if you get anything from this podcast it's go check out time and of athens it's about a money lender <laughs> can, i think Isaac, can you remember any of the story time i think it's something I about a money lender there's a soldier in it i could tell you that much it's not very good <laughs> uh are you guys ready to move on to the the main portion of the show to the meat of the yes. issue yes right so alex is going to tell his story today so right now I'm just going to pass it over to Alex. <laughs> I'm excited right. to know what story you won't. Take it away. I hope, <laughs> no, yeah, are you I hope... sure? About half hour ago, you, like before the podcast, about half hour ago because we've been talking for about two hours. Um, but like before it started, you went, I have zero stories. I have wasted all my yeah. good stuff. I mean, the thing is, look, my 21st is embarrassing. It has even, my favourite line you've ever said. In it. Even though I don't regret anything I did, but I am going to speak about it because there is... There are sort of precursors to it and addendums to it that make it worse than it is, I think. Okay. That's so what I like. <laughs> make I was, it as bad as possible. I, I was 21 in our sort of second to last week at university. This was a nightmare for me. Um, so the let me paint you a picture of the day, as it were. We wake up, nothing untoward happens, everything is fine. I go into uni, I've got a rehearsal for a show that we are doing that night collectively because I've decided to stage a version of Nevermind the Buzz Box, <laughs> but, but one that has in-jokes to the drama department at a whole university. That makes sense because people love in-jokes and also musical trivia. <laughs> what they don't love 
is someone who cannot take a bad review of a play he has directed that came out recently. I am that someone. <laughs> so there, there was a break in the in the performance of. So you know, an episode of Nevermind the Buzzcocks is half an hour, right? Yeah. What it shouldn't be is a one full hour. <laughs> what mine was was one full hour and half of that was me bitching and moaning about the fact that I'd got a bad review <laughs> for a play that I directed a month before in the magazine that I edited. <laughs> so I was the editor for the magazine for the drama department. I had to proofread the review that slated my production. It was not a good review. It was it was a damning review. Do you remember anything that the review said? Oh, um, I remember the fact that... Well, I don't remember individual sentences, but I do remember him basically isolating every single element of it separately and then going, this is why this is bad, this is why this is bad. Um, so anyway, what had happened then was... I spent some time in the production of uh, of Nevermind the Buzzcocks. So was this like a, a scripted version of Nevermind the Buzzcocks, or was it, it was very same... loosely? Yeah, it's still okay. fairly loose. There was a there was a stru- I'll tell you what, it was scripted in the same way that this podcast has attempted to be somewhat structured before okay. we got involved. <laughs> Strangely, we were both involved in Buzzcocks as well. Yes, it it was the first warning sign that maybe we shouldn't be allowed to work together (laughs) in the future. So there was a break in the conversation, at which point I then got out a copy of this magazine and read out this review (laughs) on stage in front of 150 people. The thing is, I think at this time that you were very into Stuart Lee. And you saw it as a very Stuart Lee yes. kind of figure of just, oh, I will read this out and I, I I'll will be able to deconstruct it. Yes, I will deconstruct the review of this. Unfortunately, what I am not is as funny as Stuart Lee. So, and also, there are six other people on this stage sat behind who you. Who do not want it. to be here. I've got three people on one side of me, three people on the other side, and I've got 150 people in front of me, all of which wish they were literally anywhere but in that <laughs> auditorium. So I I spend probably 15 minutes doing this on stage on the night of my birthday, <laughs> airing grievances over petty gripes. <laughs> this is not a good start to the evening. However, what I know is that we're going out for my birthday afterwards. Yeah. So the show finishes up and it is terribly received. Um a review of it that then turned up in the next year's edition of the uh, magazine that I formerly edited was uh, <laughs> was just one word, which was deplorable. <laughs> uh, so that gives you an idea of exactly how bad that show was. So anyway, I thought I needed Were to you drown okay my with that sorrows. Criticism, uh, or did you feel the need absolutely. to upstage like a pub quiz and deconstruct <laughs> the one word? Not, uh, not then, because I'd grown as a human over the summer that year. Okay. Like when I left uni, I think I realised that there were probably more important things to life than worrying what people thought of your production of the misanthrope. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we go out and we we're going out immediately from this. Essentially, we go home to get changed, I think, and then straight to the bars. 
And I knew that there was some kind of sort of plan of, okay, we're going to go to a house party later and everyone's going to be there. They were doing a sort of end of the week big party because a lot of people were leaving the following week. Okay. So we're going to that later. That's fine. I can deal with that. (laughs) What I can't deal with is the fact that at the first bar we go to, which just so happens to be the bar that one of our best friends at uni worked at, which meant that he got free shots at, I would have... 21 free shots. <laughs> I think it's looking back, it's quite extreme. Yeah. And the thing it's is... probably too many shots. I, I look back on that time now with... I mean, I'm impressed with the fact that my you, body survived that. all down. All right. Here's, here's a little uh, sort of comparison for you. I went out on Monday night this week. I had five drinks, I think, and I felt like death for the next 24 hours (laughs) I had 21 shots in one bar and didn't throw up I was very I had to go to the toilet at one point thought I was going to never did and I don't know if anyone ever believed me about that but I would not lie on Charlie's podcast (laughs) I did not throw up that night this is a place of integrity and truth so the, the whole of that is fine and I'm drinking and we're having a good time it then gets to the point of the night after I've had 21 shots, too many shots for one man, <laughs> that we're going to this house party. Now, at this house party is the person who wrote that review. <laughs> the thing is, I get a feeling that as soon as you left the bar, yeah, the fresh air hit you. I know the old adage of, like, when the air hits you... You get drunker when you leave the bar. Like, And everyone's like, oh yeah, it's just a say. Like, it genuinely happens. I've seen it happen to multiple people where... They seem fine when they drunk a lot, but as soon as they get outside and that cold air hits them, they suddenly just go insane. And I think that's what happened to you. I had that I like at New Year's. That... I drunk far too much and felt fine. Then I went to the toilet and I was just by myself for like a minute and there was no music and I was just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I have made a mistake. Yeah. Silence is one of your worst enemies when you're drunk. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> I spent the rest of the evening like sat outside trying not to throw up. <laughs> Uh, so we we walk along the the main road towards is it like it's only maybe five hundred yards yeah. up the road from where we are, so it's you know a couple of minutes up the road we get there and there's I don't know in our group there's probably eight or nine of us and we all yeah. arrive there and I know that the guy who wrote the review scathing this production that I'd done was going to be there. <laughs> I feel uh, like these two stories might cross over. <laughs> I I. Enter the sort of grounds of the uh, of the house. It's like a big old house. Like, uh, I think it's like a twelve like three, bedroom house or something. But it's, it's like, like three stories, them, and then there's this huge field. Yeah, it's like a compound almost, where you've got a, a big sort of open green space with trees, and then you've got three gigantic houses on it. Okay. And we arrive there. I'm probably not staggering at this point, but I'm certainly well on the way to that. Um, and I enter. I I enter the party and I'm I'm almost calling out this man. (laughs) You say almost. Okay. So his name is Forrest. And Forrest, if you're listening, hello. Should have written that review about my production. Uh, And I'm basically at the front door of this place, outside, calling him out, saying... Forest, where is your god now? <laughs> <laughs> Repeatedly. Yeah. 
Now, this goes on for five minutes. <laughs> me just shouting the same sentence over and over again. Sometimes you change it to, where is your god now? now forest. <laughs> but he then comes out after five minutes. Clearly someone inside has said, there's a loser outside trying to call you out. He looks drunk as fuck. He comes out and stands maybe three feet in front of me. And I still keep going with, Forrest, where is your god now? Nothing new added. He laughs. He finds this very funny. As does a lot of people. Yeah, there is a crowd at this point. A crowd of maybe 20 or 30 people. All watching me drunkenly shout out, where is your god now, Forrest? He brushes it off. Everything is fine as far as he's concerned. He's riled me up. Mission accomplished. He can go back inside and kiss his girlfriend and be happy (laughs) while I'm standing outside, basically wondering if I have ever done a correct thing in my life. (laughs) I feel like maybe you were angry at more than just a review. Yeah, I think I think there was a lot of my own stuff I was bringing to the table that night. <laughs> Literally bringing your own stuff to the party. Yes. Um, so that if if that was the end of it, it would be absolutely fine. However, well, it wouldn't. Okay, it'd be pretty bad still. But however, it wasn't the end of it because what also happened that night was I attempted to evade capture from seemingly a gang of nobody. So there was a point where. People decided it would be funny if we got him more drunk. <laughs> and Andy, were you part it... of this group? I don't know if I was at this point. Now, this is the thing, is that Andy had been part of the group that got me 21 shots drunk and then had led me to the party to ask where Forrest God was. However, he then at that point, kiss Forrest Andy then went inside. I, I was very good at just disappearing. Yeah, party, Andy so then went just... inside. He was nothing to do with this next bit. What happened next was... They were trying to force-feed me tequila. (laughs) And I was saying, no, 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 I'm fine. If I have anything else, I'll be sick. So I don't want any more drinks. And they they essentially chased me around the outside compound. (laughs) Now, the interesting thing is, Charlie, some people, when they get drunk, fall over a lot. Uh, You know, they might stumble. They might slur their words. They might become slightly less motor sensitive. You know, their their hand-eye coordination might go. They might become worse at anything physical. I become a super athlete when I am drunk. (laughs) Because I swear to God, I have never run either faster, stronger, longer or better than I did that night. I evaded capture from people who are considerably fitter and thinner than me. For maybe sure five you leave minutes, the table at least a couple of times. I I definitely went around a tree, managed to sort of circle back on someone, kick them in the back, <laughs> so they fell over, and then sprinted off to the next tree a couple of times. Like a Benny Hill sketch. Yeah, I then was eventually caught by. Um, essentially, they employed the raptor tactic of hunting in packs <laughs> and had two people act as a pincer on me while the third tackled me to the ground. And then pinned me down as they poured tequila in my mouth, and I started saying, "No, no, please, no." Oh my god! I remember me called out at one point because somebody was just like, "Alex has gone crazy," <laughs> and I came outside, and you were running around, and I just kind of went, "Oh no, come inside!" <laughs> and you obviously did this, and I went, "I tried, guys." <laughs> 
there, there was definitely a point where I absolutely lamped someone in the bollocks who was trying to chase me. I turned around and went, it's fine, I'll come with you. And he said, okay, good. We just want you to have one drink. And then I hit him in the balls. <laughs> and Alex, if you're listening, I apologise to you. He's in, he's in Nottingham in a couple of weeks. Maybe he could have punched to his face. Probably not. Uh, so, after all this, I'm a little bit drunker after having force-fed tequila. And... Um, I then go back inside to the house. This is the first time I've been inside, actually, the whole night since we left the bar, because all of this time I'd been calling out Forrest and running around trying to escape capture. I then go inside, and I see Andy across a crowded entrance hallway. This is my favourite line that Alex has ever said. And in... I mean, look, Charlie, I don't want to defend what I'm about to say here. Okay. I was 21 years old. Okay. I didn't know any better. Okay. I was very drunk. Okay. And I just punched close friends in the ball. <laughs> I see Andy across the hallway. And in between me and him are probably 30 people. 30 people who know me very well. And bear in mind, this is just for context purposes. Two months previously, I'd shaved two sides of my head off, uh, my hair off and sported a sort of impromptu Mohican for a while, and people regarded me as that prick. <laughs> um, in fact, people who I hold as close friends now refer to me to their to their significant other this like this year when I was there visiting them said, yeah, when I first met him, I thought he was an absolute prick. <laughs> um, so just for context purposes, these people who were in this hallway between me and Andy all knew me fairly well. I directed some of them in a play that had been roundly slated, you may have heard. (laughs) I see Andy and I go, now is the time to tell him something that I truly believe and I hope beyond hope becomes reality. So the sentence that I uttered at that point, and I say uttered, I mean shouted quite loudly over... Hubbub of party noise and also music. My favourite thing about this is that you shout my name three times first just to, to make sure attention. that I'm listening. Andy! It's like, Andy! 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 Andy. And I turn around. <laughs> and you see me, my shirt's untucked, there's drink all down me, my blazer is possibly ripped at the elbow, Probably I think. Probably got grass stains all over me. Yeah. And my hair is only just growing back. And I say... I'm not leaving this party until I get laid. And I was 21 years old, Charlie. I can't make excuses, but I can damn well try. Remember you shouted it. You were just like, I'm not leaving this party until I get laid. The only thing that was missing was a record scratch as the uh, vinyl skipped. It's only dropping a glass. Oh... Now, well, I, don't I think to, uh, we can tell you're not at the party, so this story has a happy ending. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, well, <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> I know you don't like spoilers necessarily for Game of Thrones, but here's a spoiler for that night. I lied. <laughs> because I went home empty-handed to my own bed, and here's the Was Andy bit. at least with you, gave you a little birthday spoon? No, no, I ran off on my own at one point and <laughs> somehow made it back. Now, once again, after after I lost contact with him at that point, 
I don't think I saw him again. Okay. <laughs> and this was probably three in the morning or something. Like, I probably got a lot of questions of, do you know where Alex is? Is Alex okay? <laughs> and a say, lot of responses. You have a lot just... of questions of, do you know that guy? <laughs> and a lot of responses of just, is anyone drinking that? <laughs> and the one thing that then acts as a sort of uh, little epilogue to all of this is that the one thing that I knew that no one else knew that night was that I had agreed for the next day for me to be uh, to be in a radio drama <laughs> booth recording a... Um, it was like a... It was the commentary for a tourism guide for a local town <laughs> that one of the people who'd graduated the year before was coming back to record there because it was the only free recording studio they knew of. <laughs> and they'd asked me to record it for them and mix it. What I didn't realise is that this would take 10 hours. What I also didn't realise was that when I went home, I didn't put my phone on charge. (laughs) Which meant that I woke up knowing that I needed to be at the radio studio for 9am. I knew that I had gone to bed sometime around 3 o'clock. I knew that my phone was dead and I didn't have a clock in my room. I knew that it was light outside. I knew that I could hear birds chirping. I knew that there was a good chance that if my phone was on, I would have a hundred missed calls. <laughs> I then left my house and sprinted to uni, showing that clearly the alcohol was still in my system, and I ran pretty well that day as well. I took my charger in one hand and my phone in the other. I got myself dressed in clothes that I hoped were clean. I didn't shower. I smelled like alcohol. I still had tequila on my chin. I arrived at uni, plugged in my phone into the wall, chugged, chucked it on charge, got 1%, switched it on. 8.58 I arrived. Oh, amazing. Yeah, what wasn't amazing was the fact that for the next 12 hours I was sat in a hot radio booth, <laughs> dying. Sweating out alcohol. Just sweating out alcohol and occasionally having to apologise as I went outside to just <laughs> breathe anything that wasn't my own fume. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And that person who recorded that, should I tell this? Yeah, why not? I'm not going to tell that. Okay. Not what you think I'm going to tell. But the, the fact that Sort of, we had been sort of messaging, yes, in a sort of romantic manner. Oh, okay. Previously, yeah. Would you call it romantic? Hmm. Saucy. Okay, fine. Well, you, you were sexting. erotic. Yeah, just erotic you're manner. Yeah, fine. I'll call it erotic. You showed on your penis. Okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> I didn't want to get into that, but yes, yeah, she's seen my penis. Anyway, <laughs> who hasn't? Most people, unfortunately. <laughs> well, fortunately for them. Um, so nobody that night of his birthday. So the, the thing is, she she was supposed to be. Was that the night? Yes, that was the night, wasn't it? She was supposed to be coming up and staying at mine that night. I think what may have put her off was the fact that I stank of booze <laughs> for twelve hours. And then, fun fact, she ended up staying at my ex girlfriend's house. <laughs> Why the 21st? That was the... You know what? So, on episode 8, I talked about another experience that was better than that for (laughs) any listeners, I think. I think both of them I am weirdly proud of. 
because the first one showed my stubbornness to ever admit that I was in the wrong because clearly someone else was in the wrong. <laughs> and this one showed my stubbornness to ever stop calling out someone for not having their God with them. <laughs> <laughs> so that, Charlie, is the story of my 21st birthday and is why I can never really drink in anything <laughs> less than moderation now. Jesus. The thing is, like, is, I'm sure everyone's 21st is... Like, Charlie, what was your 21st like? Or are you yet to have it? Uh, I went to ZZ's with my family. Oh, Christ. Yeah, it was God. pathetic. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just wondering what I ever did wrong. Like, that sounds lovely. <laughs> that, I was going, oh, Charlie, that sounds like... It's yeah, I was like, oh, Charlie, did you have a tiramisu? Uh, I didn't know. I, I think I had a, a brownie. Not a brownie. That's nice. Yeah, it was nice. You're such a, you're such a polite, nice boy. <laughs> why, why do you even do podcasts with us? You're awful. <laughs> I'm the worst. I need to get the scum in somehow. (laughs) It's like, why did I do that? I have to get guested because my life is so pristine. I'm 100% angelic, so I have to have some danger in my life. Why not invite the worst person in the world to tell the story about how he got drunk that time? I mean, I have lots of stories that prove that that's not true, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, I think the 21st is supposed to be that time that you absolutely like kill yourself yeah that, and, and that's really your last one that you're supposed to do that yeah because like the next big one after that is what your 30th yeah and i'm looking forward and to like, hopefully not getting that drunk again that's over the that's literally like so close especially mm. for me now like you're on the count i'm 29 now, now already so yeah. the 30th is coming huh. and i'm not i'm ages away from it mate i've still got a month till my 29th <laughs> <laughs> but i'm looking at it and i'm like i know i won't have the like because my 21st was a massive blowout and mm. i'm like i know it'll be nothing like that like, I know it would be nothing like that, I hope. Um, my 18th think. was pretty uneventful as well. Because my birthday's in September, so I was the oldest one out of my friends. So I just ah, was okay. like, there's no point you're, doing it. You're anything. the only one being legally allowed mm. to drink. Yeah, that must be tough. Well, yeah. I'm a late birthday, so well, that's kind of beneficial. I went out with some people from work instead, and one of my friends used her sister's ID to come with us. So that was nice. quite good. Classic move. I remember trying to use my brother's ID after my brother literally walked into the club just ahead of me. <laughs> and they went, hold on, the guy on this ID is literally that man there. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, are you still going to let me in? <laughs> well, yeah, like, I, I, I think the 21st uh, and 18th, like, 18th is supposed to, I think 18th is that time when you don't really know what a blowout is. Mm. You know I, mean? I think like, 18th is what you would consider a blowout at that yeah, age. You're there going, but it's oh, this, very is it, this, this is the moment. But actually, and then your 21st is just a fucking And your 21st, you have experience. Like, you know how you, how to destroy your body. Like, at that point, you know what death yeah. is. Like, yeah. I had to tactically vomit on my 21st so I could actually get out. And I managed not to. How about you didn't that? You did come to my 21st. No, I was working. Yeah, dickhead. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Not do my work? But you know, and then you get to the 30th and you're just like, oh, like that's coming up, and I'm like, like, what do I do for that now? Because mm. I'm too old to do the fucking shit I used to do. So uh, I bought you a watercolor painting class. <laughs> I, I want, like, my, my plan for my 30th currently is to have like a kid's party with like jelly and ice cream. And, and a bouncy castle. Yeah, for the laser, in America. Laser I mean, tank. Australia. Bounce houses. <laughs> like I wanna I wanna spend my thirtieth trying to recapture my youth. So you're gonna I'm eat never what, getting six? It back. <laughs> yes. Have have a bowl full of ice cream and jelly. Some Freddos at a five P Sorry Charlie, you would never realise that Freddos were once five P. 
Uh, yeah, so that is uh, that's my embarrassing story this week. And why did I do that? I wish I could give you a reason. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you so much, Alex. That was real good. You're very welcome. Um, would you like to now plug your lovely podcast? Yeah, of course. Uh, so our podcast is the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. We are a we're probably the premier outlet for gaming news, news. reviews, gaming news, uh, general chit chat, nonsense, fifth faff. <laughs> plod plobs and other <laughs> nonsense words uh, we can be found everywhere that you get podcasts so that's iTunes, Stitcher Buzzsprout, Spotify and nowhere else probably Acast, no, no sorry I'm saying things that I shouldn't be saying, Andy's kicking me under the table now ow um, we're Dinosaur Man Nerdcast everywhere apart from Twitter where that is taken by some fucking freak who's sitting on that handle like you wouldn't believe uh, with Dinosaur Man 15 dinosaur. there Huh? I wanted the handle of just Dinosaur Man, but it's some random guy. Oh. Yeah, he got first. He's, yeah. I don't think it's... I don't think it's, it's Ross Geller. 13. Is, that, is that a reference that still works? I don't know. He's but, a but Dinosaur Man 15 on Twitter. Um, yeah, uh, you can find it everywhere else. You, we sometimes use it. It's what, a really good show. You should all listen to it. Uh, it's pretty good, yeah. It's really Thank funny. You. When are you yeah, going to do your you next like great. random like YouTuber Scooby-Doo episode? <laughs> Friday the 13th, uh, choose so, your own adventure. Yeah, we have neglected this recently, I think. Like, we do we do some fun episodes sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they're fun, most of the time they work. Um, no, the, the reviews episodes come out every Sunday, and then the sort of fun ones are littered in usually midweek, sort of Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I think we'll have to put in a fun one soon. A lot of the ones that we've been doing as sort of additional ones haven't been fun recently. They've, They've been, been kind of like Avengers reviews and stuff like that. So I think there is. It is probably high time that we do another silly one. So I'll uh, I'll have to get my thinking cap on. And if you have any suggestions, let us know. Yeah, tweet at us. So for example, things that we have done in the past is like yes, uh, Alex wrote a, a Scooby Doo three. We also yeah. did um, which horror villain would make the best stepdad. Uh, oh, that was so funny. We also did an entirely improvised conversation between Willy Wonka and Oompa <laughs> Loompa. Um, so. Friday the 13th, choose your own adventure. That was fun. Yes. That was really good. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you have any ideas of stuff you would like us to talk around, let us know. Yeah. yeah. We'll uh, we'll happily take any suggestions. Happily disappoint you. See if, yeah, yeah, see if we're as funny as you imagine we could be. <laughs> <laughs> we, we won't be. Uh, yeah, so that's that. Dinosaur cool. Man Nerdcast. Well, if you enjoyed the show, please... Uh, rate on iTunes and tell a friend. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's why did I pod. If you want to send me an email, it's why did I pod at gmail.com. <laughs> Sorry, it's just your, your Twitter handle is why did, why did I pod? And it just sounds like you're lamenting the fact that you have to do this. Yeah, no, literally, yeah. That, yeah. that wasn't really the reason. I just sort of didn't think about that, but now I'm like, that kind of works. Like, I mean, it's the last thought start... in my head every Sunday when we record. <laughs> <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Bye, everyone. (laughs) Love you.